That growl you heard is from the Fit World Walk at IMKG. Greetings, salutations of the summer season to you, although it's not quite summer. Once again, you're listening to a KG and Fifth World Wildcat podcast. How are you doing out there to all the listeners on the internet world and beyond? Wildcat, let's get right into it here. Let's do it. Let's start with today's festivities. Uh, Conference USA softball teams just finished up for the day. Uh, Tulsa is out. Uh, they went 0 2 in the region, in the Nebraska region. Nebraska seated number 14. They're waiting on, waiting on that, uh, on that score. Uh, UAB 2 and 1. They are out. Uh, no, they're waiting, they're waiting to play. And, uh, let's see, U of H went 1 and 2 in the Texas region. Season's over. Season's over. And, uh, I'm waiting on the, uh, uh, LSU region, uh, Ulala went uh, two and zero. LSU was two and one, so they're playing today. And as of right now, in the first quarter of the Western Conference semifinals, the San Antonio Spurs are laying the wood to the Memphis Grizzlies, thirty-one fourteen at the end of the first quarter. Walking, who you liking that series to win? To win that series overall? I'm still looking for the old man. Mr. Fundamental, Mr. Left Hand, Mr. So you taking the Spurs? I'm taking the Spurs. In what? How many games? Six. All right, I'll go to opposite, take the Grizzlies in six. Spurs have home court advantage. I know that, but that's okay. I like being different. I'm taking the Grizz in six. Based on today's first quarter, hopefully things will turn around. Eastern Conference, we have the Indiana Pacers going against the LeBrons. What say you, sir? I'm saying that the uh, Miami and seven. I'll say Miami in six. I don't think the Pacers can be beat four times, uh, despite the fact they're more physical than Miami. And then I just don't think they have, have enough of what it takes, despite the fact Lance Stevenson played out of his mind for Saturday night to help the Pacers eliminate the Knicks. Lance Stevenson actually looked like the uh, high school prodigy that people had taught it years ago. Speaking of uh, uh, Stevenson, do you... How much do you think he'll be a contributor in this, second, this, this next series? If he played like he, if he played like he did in Game Six against the Knicks, and I'm not he, looking for that to happen, he could help the Pacers actually beat the Heat and win four times. I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, good luck to him. Good luck to the Pacers. Good luck to the to the LeBrons. Let's talk about uh, the American, sir. The American Conference. The American Athletic Conference. Oh, that's what it is? As the Commissioner Michael Resco wanted to be known, the American. Right now, until the, the logo and, and the brand is out there for all the world to see, which is what July 1st, they are still, to me, to me personally, Conference USA East and the Big East. You sound bad. You sound bitter? Yes, you sound bitter. Wildcat. Are you a bit better, sir? Yes. Only because all these teams move for one reason, one reason only. Money, 
Not a better friend. Just money. Football. Money. It's not a better friend. The logos, according to Commissioner Oresco, should be announced in two weeks. The conference officially uh, begins, starts July 1st, 2013. They're holding these spring meetings uh, this week in Ponte Vedra, Florida. It sounds so much nicer than football media days. It's going to take place in Rhode Island. So, Newport, Rhode Island. Newport, Rhode Island. Where football media day will be in July. And I'm not dread, I, I'm dreading that only because Providence is the nearest drop-off point airport-wise. And it's about, it, looks, it looks like an expensive trip. Quite possibly. But in terms of basketball, oh, media, basketball tournaments, the potential sites for the American are the Excel Center in Hartford, the Mohegan Sun in Hawkinsville, Connecticut, where the Connecticut Sun from the WNBA play, the Sun Dome on the campus of University of South Florida, which I'd be very thankful for. Tampa is always good. Always good to be in going to Tampa. For the men's tournament, Hartford, Mohegan Sun, Palestra in Philly, uh, Memphis. Tampa again or Atlantic City. Yeah. I think the favorite is Cluster, but they have to figure out a few things how they're going to. It's an older, older building. Right, and it's, it's because of the neighborhood and uh, access to public uh, transportation. So we'll see how all those things should be determined and announced in, in the coming days. But I look forward to the American, unlike my uh, partner in crime, because on the football side this season, the American, I like saying the American has Louisville and Teddy Bridgewater, a Heisman Trophy candidate. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, I think Louisville will be top 10, top 15 ranked and have a chance to get to a, what is it now, championship bowl? No, it's the, the final four playoff, what is it called, the bowl championship series, what it's called, or the, or the championship, whatever the hell they yeah, call it. The, the, the playoff situation, the, the 14 playoff situation. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, but you you have, it has its own sponsorship. And you have four whatever. teams playing. Then the winner is going to be good. playing in the uh, Arlington Stadium. Um, hooray, hooray, for all that. But this year's 10 team members of the American Athletic Conference, pretty good football teams. It's obviously, of like course. the SEC uh, is not the Big 12, but Cincinnati, Connecticut, my beloved Houston Cougars, Louisville, Memphis, the woeful Memphis Tigers, Rutgers, SMU, South Florida, UCF. Temple, and UCF. Football-wise, that's not bad. Louisville Rutgers will leave after this coming season. East Carolina, Tulane, and Tulsa will be joining. And then Navy will join in 2015. <coughs> Excuse me, but... Uh, the Cougars in football, golly, they can't be worse than they were last year, which was just god-awful. Um, Coach Tony Levine, you're not quite on the clock of your second year of your five-year contract, but you must do a better job than you did last season. I think you know that. The alums definitely know that. Mac Rose knows that. <clears throat> Wildcat. I'm listening. What is the U of H Board of Regents has approved renovations for... Antiquated all fires to be. Now, is it a gut out or do over or what? Well, it's basically a gut out. Uh, 
and the cost of the renovation and expansion, which is going to include practice courts for the, and locker rooms for men and women basketball, around 40. Uh, initially, projected was $40 million. Now, it's going to be $78 million. Only because of the less of time it took between them making a decision and actually putting the shovel in the ground. I think that we've added a few things uh, to the projections, but obviously construction costs have risen, things like that. But also, I, I believe that with the rise in costs, apparently some new donors, an anonymous donor has, has uh, popped up, which... Uh, you need those. You need those. To get into the thing, you need those. Exactly. Because Mac Rhodes, he's good at fundraising. He was hired for that. Uh, he would not have gone before the board with higher costs, expenses, if he didn't have assurances from donor or donors to contribute toward the renovations and expanding nice of all funds. Nice picture. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to a great ground of football or football field. Looking forward to football field to be ready in um, 2014, August 2014. I got my, I'll be buying tickets as a loyal alum, as all loyal alums should do. Hint, hint, all my Cougars listening to the podcast. Buy tickets, support our athletes. Let's stay on U of H. This won't be very long. This may surprise you, sir, but big man, Valentine Izundu, 6'10", sophomore to be, played sparingly in his freshman year for the Cougs and Coach James Dickey, but in his moments on the court, so great potential as a shot blocker and a guy who can change off shot on defense and he can really dunk the ball. Now he used his crowd favorite. Wildcat. Wildcat. I'm saying. He knows I kept quiet. He is apparently considering leaving, requesting a transfer. Apparently, he requested a transfer right after the end of the season. The coach told me him no. So, well, I can understand that. At that, I put it this, at that time, <coughs> or yes, and now I can understand Coach is saying no. Go ahead. But word has come out that his, and he and Palatine and his mom are being advised, or have been advised, by one Mr. Byron Smith. Byron Smith has had his, uh, I don't want to say tentacles, but, um, fingerprints uh, on a few athletes. He was involved with DeAndre Jordan going to A&M. Lo and behold, Byron Smith was on staff at A&M. So that DeAndre committed to A&M. Uh, Byron Smith played ball at U of H. I'm not sure why Byron Smith is uh, <clears throat> giving advice to Valentine. I don't know if Valentine has thought of transfer. I don't know if he's going to be granted the transfer. If not, I don't know what he's going to do. With that being said, you and I both know the, no, the new transfer rules that are in place now by NC2A. In order for you to leave, you have to have, especially if you're an athlete, you have to have a place to go. And if your consideration is that you just want to leave just to be leaving, that can be done. But if you're transferring to a to say another school in the conference that probably won't be allowed to happen. Yep. 
And if you want to play immediately, if my understanding is correct, you must do like the fellas do. You must do like football. Just drop a level down. Correct. Am I right? Yes. D2 or D3. All right. Now, with that being said, <laughs> if the advisement uh, uh, his advisor, Mr. Smith, yeah, uh, says that's okay. You know, I, he can find him a place. Then more power to him. But if you're, if you go, if you but if the kid's intention is to move around and go from place to place like they do in high school, that's not gonna happen. And if I'm the person in charge of releasing you, I don't have to give a good reason. This is the other part that that, that gets ugly. It doesn't give you a good reason for not letting you go. Ain't just not let you go. Correct. And, and let, let's. Now I want to contrast it. Because all of a sudden, that's that's to be the end thing on both the men and the women's side. It's a lot of that going on now. Contrast. And I don't like not Valentine Nzundu with J. J. Thompson, which was J. J. Thompson requested a transfer from U of H and it was granted. I do not believe Byron Smith is advising J.J. Thompson. Like I said, and that was different. So, stay tuned to that, uh, listeners. We'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, I know some alums are not very happy with Mr. Smith's involvement in the uh, situation with Mr. Izundu. But you all had a kind of lump that kind of like cracks down on folks that get other places. So I've had, I've seen alums already suggest that the NCA get involved <laughs> to tell them, tell the NCA about Byron Smith's involvement and et cetera, et cetera, just make it harder and harder on on the kid. There's some pissed off folks, so we'll see how it all plays out. And I'm gonna tell you, the one thing you don't want to want to happen is for somebody outside the program to make a phone call. He says I do not want outsiders on the inside. <clears throat> oh, I can't. <coughs> oh, speaking of U of H, um, uh, baseball. And then we'll we'll venture on, and then we go back to the father back in the basketball. As you know, we're all over the place because that's what we do. That's what we do. All right, now, um, Rice once again, 18 years in a row, consecutive for uh, Coach years Wayne ago. Graham and HISD product, correct? And uh, you and I are from actually the front north side. You know, it's just it's literally from the north side of the trail. Both proud products of HISD, because you are from where? I am from Phyllis Wheatley High School, and I am, I am from the 49. Hundred Market Street. You feel this with me at high school? I am from SP Waltrip High School. Uh, greatest class in Waltrip history, class of ninety. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can do too. That's all you can do. <laughs> the greatest class. Let me say it one more time. The greatest class in the history of Waltrip High School, class of ninety. <laughs> Okay. Go ahead. Rice baseball, 18. Yeah, 18 in a row. Uh, they are the number one. It's, it's Coach USA's championship series is set up in two parts. Part one is seats one, four, one, four, five, and eight, which consists of Rice, Memphis, UCF, 
and UAB. Part two is Southern Miss, East Carolina, Houston, and Tulane. Part one plays on Monday, on Wednesday, May 22nd, 11 a.m. First game is UCF Memphis, 11 a.m. Tulane, Southern Miss at three, UAB Rice at seven. On Thursday, first round game. U of H, East Carolina, 11 a.m., UAB, Memphis at 3, and then UCF and Rice at 7. Friday and Saturday, everybody continues to enter, rotate out again, and those teams qualify for the Sunday one-game championship at 1 o'clock. This all takes place here in the city of Houston, Rice University, Berkeley Park. Be sure to come out and support your team, your local teams, Rice and U of H. U of H now, especially this season. It's good once again in baseball. Thank it's you, good. It's good. They got pitching. They got some guys they can hit. Just have to be consistent. Have a young team, too. Quite a few young, young players. Uh, hopefully, they can hold on to some guys that uh, uh, for one more season to give them to take them where they want to go to a place they haven't been in a while, which is not just to the regionals, but to the super regionals, and get a shot at going to the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. I think that will happen within the next three years if Coach Whitting can get some players to stay. And Coach Whitting himself stays. Well, the game from TCU, uh, which was a good program, and they made the turnaround, the rotation turnaround on the coaching staff to ride back to that situation. Uh, but U of H has been lacking for a while, and now they're in the competing, competitive stage. Uh, they still didn't, didn't pull it off against Rice this year, but the team looked better. But they beat Rice once this year, right? Compared to where, where I've seen U of H look against Rice, they looked better. Yes, they made progress. They made progress. Yes. And trust me, folks, it has, it's been lacking. It sure as hell has. It, it's been a few years under Coach Noble work. Embarrassing against Rice. It was a wide, 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 wide gulf between the baseball at Rice and baseball at the University of Houston. Uh, James, all right. Now, four teams of softball, and I'll wait till it, uh, I'll mention this now, and then I'll wait till by the time we get done with this podcast, some scores, some final scores should be in. But we have four teams in the College World Series, uh, women's softball, that are, have moved on to Super Regionals. Number three seed, Oregon. Number 10 seed, Alabama. Number two seed, Florida. And number four seed, Texas. And Louisiana Lafayette and Michigan just started. No, I'm sorry. Michigan, number eight seed, and ooh la la is in the Super Regional. That'll be interesting who plays where that, that, that Super Regional is scheduled. Because even though Michigan is a number eight seed, ooh la la is capable of hosting. And they will put the effort. No doubt about it. And Michigan is a former national champion, so it can happen. All right, now getting over to back over to the to the pro scene or uh, the college. Wait, 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 wait
it. Let's talk. Wow. Um, <clears throat> real quick. Dwight Howard. Not here. Don't want him here. Don't want him here. Don't want him here. He. He not. I'll, 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 I'll put it this way. I don't think he was a cancer in the locker room. What I see from a distance is his basketball IQ mentally is not where it needs to be to take the Rockets where they want where they, where they want to go. I'll phrase it that way. Now you might have you, you might think differently. I do not. I agree with you completely. But and the folks that signed the paycheck may think differently. But me personally. I don't see the chemistry, and I don't see the fit. It's interesting you, you point that out because you and I both know Daryl Moore loves the metrics. He's all very numbers-driven. Based on what Omar Asik did this year and what Point Howard did this year, it seems to me, I don't know, I'm not a big numbers person, but it seems like the numbers for minutes, minutes played, amount of money paid, whatever, Omarasi's number is right on par with Dwight Howard. So while that is true, like I said, I don't know if the metrics prove that out to be true, then why bother going after him when your bigger need is at power forward? And, folks, never forget this. Pay attention to what you saw, not what you heard. He played with whom this year? Kobe? You talking about Dwight or Omer? I'm talking about Dwight. He played with Powell, Kobe, Steve Nash, <laughs> Metal World Peace. He was all stars, all of famers. And he barely, barely got into the playoffs. They had to have so much help from, from other teams, not just losing, but losing big. Just to get into the playoffs. Walk out of you saying you don't like Dwight Howard as a rocket. I want to stamp that on his sky back. I don't want him here. (laughs) You know the team is like it is right now. Going into next season, I take my chances with what I have to with the team with with, with the Rockets right now. I take my better chances with them, only because of what they effort and all. I saw them on the basketball court. Now, folks may have an issue with that, but this I'm going on what I see. Well, the Rockets do need a power forward. Oh, no, I will agree on that. There's no, there's no doubt. They've been needing one of those for at least three years now. You know, Terrence Jones, Delatis Motor Eunice, uh, they're just not good enough. They're too young, too light in the bridges, not tough enough, not skilled enough, whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, they're just Thomas Robinson plays hard, but he isn't good enough. I don't think he's good enough. So that's where we are on that. Rock the point guard. Rock need to decide what they're going to do with Jeremy Lin and Patrick Beverly. Jeremy Lin admits he has room for improvement in his game. Duh. Anybody that needs to be a mister. That's good. A lot, of, a lot of guys would start. It is a start. <clears throat> but while we're talking about the Rockets, Wildcat, I'm going to throw a curve at you. <laughs> I'm going to throw a curveball at you and talk about Chandler Parsons, Rocket Small Forward, starting small forward, drafted in 2011 in the second round. Uh-huh. I think he was a victim of reverse racism. To what extent? He was the SEC Player of the Year, his senior year. 
SEC is no slot to a basketball conference. True. He's a very good athlete. He made big-time shots, winning baskets his senior year at Florida. All those things, to me, add up to being a first-round pick. But he was drafted in the second round. What say you, sir? My, only, my comment to that is apparently that was a, that was an issue with agent assignability. That was, that's my only reasoning for, for that's the only thing that I can see as far as reading and just venturing out and hearing comments now from different uh, folks around the NBA. You know, assignability. Because you and I both know uh, a couple of rules are unwritten. Overseas, no baggage, signability, draft. Walk at it. Chandler Parsons, second round pick. Rock's got him on the cheap. They're going to have to back up the truck to re-sign him or to sign him again. I mean, I thought he was not going anywhere. But I mean, seriously, they're going to have to back up the truck. To a, to a new contract. Do you agree with that? Would, that? would you be cool with that? Is he worthy of a big fat contract? Yeah. I say max contract, but a big fat contract. Big fat contract, yep. Because no, max contracts are for guys that. I mean, Alabama doesn't have a max contract. He's worth it. Well, he doesn't have a max contract. But he made a decision to, to not right. do that. Correct. He made a decision. But in terms of players who were selected before Chandler Parsons in the 2011 draft, number 20 in the first round, Rockets own pick, Donatus Munchiunis. 21, Nolan Smith from Duke. 22, Kenneth Reed, all four for the Nuggets. Rockets should have drafted him. Rockets had him right now. They would, they would not need a power forward. <clears throat> No, I, I, I still question why that, why that didn't happen. Folks, so the NBA scouts didn't, did not believe he had, his offensive game was good enough to warrant going higher in the draft. At the forward, you need to stop. They just, some scouts just see things differently than you and I do, clearly. At the forward spot, you need to stop to have the ability to stop, folks. 24, Reggie Jackson, Oklahoma City. 25, Marshawn Brooks. 26, Jordan Hamilton, Longhorns, where is he now? 27, Jawan Johnson, out of Purdue. 28, Norris Cole, playing with the Heat, making key buckets for the, the LeBrons. 29, Corey Joseph, Spurs. 30, Tom Ball High School, owned Marquette University. Jimmy Butler played well, defended LeBron very nicely in the semifinals of Eastern, Eastern Conference. Got played well. 31, first pick in the second round. Boyan Bogdanovich. 32, Justin Harper. Who? 33, Kyle Singler. Duke, got by my Pistons. Was all rookie second team this year. <coughs> 34, Sheldon Mack. Not in the league, and then he bounced back to the Wizards. Bounced back into the league from D-League. 35, Tyler Honeycutt. 36, Jordan Williams. 37, Trey Tompkins. And then... 38, Chandler Parsons. Clearly, scouts, teams, dropped the ball on passing over Chandler Parsons. And how many of those guys? I'd have to look it up to be sure, but less than half. Probably less than half. Something happened that you and I didn't see. Either in the workout, in the conversation, the interviews, something happened. 
but you you and I know firsthand. Because we firsthand we see some strange things that, 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 that a workout can get a workout an exceptional workout performance can get a young man draft. And we talk about a lottery pick. We've seen it happen. Well, he was first round pick. He wasn't lottery pick. He was no, but we've seen it happen firsthand. We've seen a scout be. Orgasmic over his, his kids' performance in a workout. Yeah, that kid is no longer in the league, but his workout got him drafted in the first round. Yeah. So that does happen. So don't fool, don't kid yourself. Don't think it's blowing smoke. We've seen it happen. And the sad part, which was almost. I, I, I reps it this way. We almost got a scoop. Yeah, we could have really because this person was ready to jump was actually ready to just jump out of the gym and run go make that make that known public right then and there. Let me yeah. stop talking. Let me stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let me stop. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Let me stop talking. <laughs> so if a team, if a scout falls in love with a player, that's it. whatever reason, that's no. all that's all that's necessary. Sometimes that's no. all that needs to happen. Yeah. Let's say, you know, it is what it is. You know, I might see what that young man is nowadays. I hope everything is good for him. Yeah. Because hopefully he didn't blow his money that he got. Because uh, <laughs> that was something else to see. It was impressive what he did in a workout. It was still, he was not more than no. Folks, I'm going to roast it this way. We were blessed because a person, we got lucky and got invited, and we were the only two media folks in the gym. And we'll just leave it at that. You can figure out the rest. <laughs> yeah, we had to make a drive, yeah. but, we, but, but we, yeah. we did it. You had to figure out the rest. We did. Touching on something that you and I exchanged text about. Uh, this week we do say that takes about so much this week uh, as of July 1st the University of Houston will be in the American Athletic Conference See you uh, Houston Baptist uh, stick with that that's not why I can't that's okay until the first July until the first July Michael Resco will not put you on his Christmas card list but that's okay Houston Baptist is in the Southwood Conference Good. Rice Owls are still at Conference USA. Yep. That's three. Prairie View and TSU. Swack. Artist Swack. That's four. A hundred miles from here. Texas A&M is in the SEC. Yeah, okay. That's five conferences. And, and don't forget the... Uh, Sam uh, Houston. Sam Houston and Stephen and Austin. Stephen and Austin. That's, that's a little bit further up the road. But, uh, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's drivable in a quick time. All these conferences within, let's say, we didn't go back to my initial point. Uh, greater within 100 miles. Within 100 miles. Uh, that's five conferences. That's right, yeah. Within 100 miles. Yeah, okay. 100 miles. And we didn't include Lamar, even though they are... The, the, uh, that's going east, but we could, but I still stop them, though. Right, yeah. Five conferences within 100 miles 
Houston. 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 And we have all yeah, been. Oh, I remember the text now. Have yeah, we reached the national coverage that women in basketball? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, because football, we've always been there. Correct. But basketball, have we reached that point? I mean, because think about it. Uh, basketball conferences, media day. I think conferences say we probably stick with Dallas. Yeah. SEC women's basketball this past year was somewhere in Alabama. Yeah. Um, there's talk about the American being, who knows, in Hartford, in Memphis, in somewhere in Florida. Uh, Prairie View, TSU, Media Day, it was in Alabama, I want to say it was in Alabama. Birmingham. So that alone, Media Day wise, shows you uh, where the companies are on national There you go. On our national scene. Which is another reason why the Wildcat and myself have been credentialed for 10, 11 years to attend to cover the. 13, because we started in 2007. To attend and cover the Women's Final Four. And that's going to continue because we've already made plans to attend in Nashville 2014. And we've already made plans to attend in 2015 because that's going to be in Tampa. So, yes, you and I will be there. Yeah, we were. So that's already in the works. And with conference, excuse me, with South Florida being in Tampa, being a conference member of U of H, the schedule comes out and U of H is playing basketball in South Florida. On a good night. On a good night. We will be in South Florida meaning for no, that game. Meaning no rocket game, so we won't be. Yeah, if there's no conflicts, some way, somehow, we are going to be in Tampa for U of A South Florida basketball. Men's or women's. Yes. That is going yes. to happen. That's going to happen. We'll either, we'll either stay in downtown Tampa or Ebar City. It is going to happen. The schedule comes out, and it'll be mentioned in a future podcast that Heck may do a, a podcast on Tampa if the schedule uh, permits. You know, Wildcats, sir. I'm listening. I'm listening. Brittany Griner drafted by uh, the Phoenix Mercury in the 2013 WNBA draft. So you'll be working out. She's got a, uh, got a, a, a training from uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on, on the, the sky Correct. A few days ago, she told, well, no, when she was drafted, she told the, the question was illustrated. The question was asked. She outed herself. She said she's gay. Was it a to, was it, to you? Was, was, it, it, was it a big thing? Wasn't a big deal to me. You know, I've known Brittany for a lot of years, so you know, whatever. Wasn't a big deal to you? No. no. Because we don't really care about people's private lives. Private lives stay private. Now she wanted. To, she said all that. On her timetable, that's fine. I had no problem with that was well. <clears throat> and she's a professional ball player now. Recently, thank you for that tie-in, sir. Very nicely done. That tie-in, she told Kate Fagan of ESPN W and a fellow which has been of a mock selection that you and I did. I won't say anything, but Kate, uh, yeah, she wasn't really informed on certain parts of mock selection. <clears throat> Because it was the first time, you know, it's our third time, so we, we've been with yeah, you think. Yeah, you know, what are the on that? Brittany 
said that Coach Mulkey requested of players, Baylor players, to not mention their sexuality, not to publicize her sexuality. <clears throat> Yesterday, Saturday, excuse me, one of my coaching friends contacted me and asked me if I thought Coach Mulkey's decision to keep uh, the players, her players, sexually private would hurt the Baylor program. I, thought, I hope you said no. And I told her very quickly, I said no. Not at all. Was she shocked? And she was kind of surprised at my answer. <laughs> and I'm not. Because the reason I'm saying that is because, see, now everybody wants to use recruitment. And I told some friends at, at, at that game, and I said, so, well, Brittany's gone. Now, I'm leaving. Brittany's going to be down. I said, fellas, it's about recruiting. Staff know how to get things done. Sure, they, they know how to recruit and, and, and fit in place and, and fit players in. Here we go. Now women's basketball, just like in men's football, you know, in, in men's basketball and, and football. Everybody wants to use use an edge against another school for recruiting. Yep. At the end of the day, it's still about kids either want to go and set, be a trailblazer. Be a pioneer. I don't want to go work together and be a super team. One of those three. And I told I told my friend. I said no, I don't think so. Her better at all. Um, she did seem kind of surprised by it. But you know, honestly, it's not the first time Baylor's had a lesbian on their on their team. Had a lesbian on the national championship team in 2005. Whatever. Not the first time. In national on national championship teams previously and other teams, I don't think it's that big a deal. The quote from Brittany Griner was, "It was more of an unwritten law uh, to not discuss your sexuality. It was just kind of like one of those things, you know, just don't do it." She said, "Coach Mulkey told the players, the Baylor told the players." They kind of tried to make it like, why put your business out of the street like that? We know Baylor is a conservative Christian school, private institution. But that's for Baylor to, the Baylor administrators, how they want to handle Brittany's comments going and forward. This is what, this is another part that, that you, most people got to understand. It's an NC2A institution under their guidelines and their sanctions. Meaning, student athletes, business, personal business, it's all private. Correct. Whether folks want to believe that or accept that, that's a true statement and it's written down in that constitutional bylaws. You may not want to, the media doesn't want to follow that sometimes because everybody wants to get the story. I still have to figure out why this was such a huge. It's a, you know, it's a story because people want to make it a story. I don't care. I don't care who you're sleeping with. If, if I'm in, the only, only time I care about someone, who someone's sexing, is if I'm in a relationship with that someone and it ain't me. Beyond that, I don't care. There you go. That is from KG of KG and Fifth Wildcat Podcast. Next, talking about Jason Collins saying he's he's gay. Okay. Next on that too. Yep. Uh, he played. His season for the Wizards. Uh, he's a free agent now. It's off season for him. 
because the Wizards make the playoffs. Yep. The big thing will be will a team sign him to play in the NBA in 2013-2014 because then he will truly be a first male in a team sport in the United, in the United States. States to be publicly announced, publicly say, gay and be playing on a professional team in the United States. And the reason we reference the United States is because overseas is not an issue. It's an issue on a, on a professional level. Because that's the, it's, you know, it's it's not not behavior everywhere. Right. You know, but yes. it's not, not a stigma. It's not, it's not a media stigma as we reference it. <clears throat> but I think someone will sign Jason. He's 34, be 35 in the upcoming season, but he's a big body. He knows how to use his body. He's, he's a physical player. He knows how to give hard fouls. He's a good teammate. He's just got a high basketball IQ. Doesn't take him long to learn plays and help out teammates and help, you know, do the little things that coaches love. And at being a, a seven footer, which is rare, you still need seven footers to go against guys like Marcus All, Tim Duncan, uh, Dwight Howard. You need somebody like that to go in there and give a good few minutes and some fouls for the team. So I think he still has a chance to uh, be in the league in the fall. Now, if, and then the media can go around whatever team signs him and ask him, well, what do you think about, you know, blah, 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 blah. What do you, how are you being treated now? What do you think about uh, you, you're getting the league? A lot of guys are not right now because it's not a, because it's offseason for the majority of the league. It's not that big a deal. But it comes the fall, there will probably be some player Stick his foot in his mouth. <clears throat> well, I think it's going to happen before then because some workouts had to start to get easy. That's possible as well. Especially when the free agent that go around and maybe some youngster, some old head. Yeah. You know, keep in mind, years ago when uh, Magic Johnson announced that he had AIDS. Wow. Rob Malone said, point blank. I don't want to play with that guy. Yeah, point blank. I don't want to be in the league. Sorry, with him. I don't want to play. Times have changed. Carl Malone gave Jason Collins kudos for coming out. Which shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But, so, times have changed. That was, what, 20-something years ago, Magic announces and had HIV. Another one of those situations where I won't remember where I was with Jason Collins, but I can't remember where I was when Magic made his November 7th. <laughs> remember that day? November 7th. And I'll make it short. Just got off work, working out of town, going into the hotel, and everybody was in the uh, restaurant bar area in front of the TV. And I see the commissioner. It's just holding a press conference. I mean, it's, folks is gathered around the TV, and it's quiet in a bar. Yeah. And. Magic, he, he just turned it over to Magic and he stood up and made that statement. And it was like folks just dropped to their knees. Because the guy with the smile and a happy, happy go lucky way was in a situation that none of us know about at that point. Now, as you say, down the road, we know more about that situation, about that disease than before. And we know somebody that actually had it. Carries it around, but he's still walking this earth. Yep. So the 1991, November 7, 1991. Times have changed, and Buck is still still here, making all kinds of money, making 
business decisions and everything. Right. And hey, has a, it still has businesses here in the area. He helped revitalize Northland. Northland Mall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just point blank. He helped revitalize that place. He totally you know, kept that, 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 that place from being demolished. Yeah, literally. Who would have thought that years ago at that time he did that? Northwest Mall would be better than Northwest Mall. And if Charlottetown <laughs> kind of took the same attitude, they would still be in a better situation. Yep. And that's about to go to the to the flatlands. Time change. Time change. People change. Why can't, how can folks find you, sir? Twitter, blogger, YouTube. A-K-S-V-V-C-S-R. Where do they find you, sir? Uh, my Twitter handle is, I'm not picture, that's the right terminology. It's T-H-E-H-R Review. T-H-E-H-R Review. Uh, Round Ball. Houston Round Ball on YouTube. Once again, that's Houston Round Ball on YouTube. Got a Facebook fan page as well for the Houston Round Ball Review. Website as always, HoustonRoundBallReview.com. Very quickly, do you have any thoughts at all on, on Andrew Wiggins committing to Kansas? You know what? I'm keeping it on my mind ever since we ran into to, uh, Mitchell at the, at the All Star game. You know, we were wondering about this situation. What was going to happen? But you know what, though? Outside of Steve Nash, it's the next big basketball player out of the state of Kansas. Out of the, out of the, out of the and it's going to be interesting. He's the real deal. Trust me. He, everybody talks that about him like the real deal. Everybody talks about him like he's the second coming. Yep. It'll be... I, I did not have the pleasure of seeing him come to town and play in Pearland and participate in the AU game like I did with seeing LeBron James. I, I didn't see Michael in two songs either, but I know one thing. Nobody called me about those three. As he did, like somebody called me about, <laughs> about LeBron. And, I know that for a fact. And that, that truly is uh, another podcast. Another story. I, I could be a book. Because <laughs> uh, folks, I'm going to tell you, this was during a time of uh, no phone sales and pagers. Yeah, cause, yeah this was pagers. I had to wait to get to the house to call you and, and, and say, wake up. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> I've seen Jesus. <laughs> That's what I've seen. I've seen Jesus. He I'm like, what, 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 what are you talking about? He said, who, who, who's the guy we were y'all talking about all the time? I said, hey, he said, man. This was as close as, as to what y'all talk about. Yeah. This is what I saw today. I, saw I, mean, I sat up. I sat up. Yeah. And we made an effort to, at least I did more so than him, because he was driving, but I knew I had to get to a, to a spot in the morning so he wouldn't be trying to fight no traffic and all, because I didn't know what I was getting into. Because that was a, because there was, there was backstory with it, because is he coming to it's, yeah. the Paraland, is he not? Yeah. Uh, people, all kind of story. The media, local media had people on watch at the airport yep. for the key. I was in charge of some of that too. <laughs> and to, we get to the gym, and mind you, I'm the only one that ate breakfast at morning, but only because I actually made an effort to get up, get to where I need to be to. Uh, and then I almost didn't want to make a little bit of gym. Yeah, that was the other thing. Who are you? I was like, dude, don't, don't. Don't let me have to make phone calls. <laughs> Don't let me have to make phone calls. Oh, what stories around that? Oh, yeah. And coaches coming in and said, my, my, my basketball son, 
came walking in, I knew then, I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is somebody real. I know he was headed somewhere else. Uh, and he and I sat talk, and for 7.30 in the morning, just close to 50 coaches in the gym waiting for a 10.30 game, and not knowing whether he was going to play effortlessly or not. But I did hear, and you did too, how we break something so he can stick around and play. Because this is the other part of the story that we, that most people still don't, don't remember. LeBron's high school graduate class was the last group of high school kids allowed to enter into the league. Then the door was slammed shut. And the door was slammed shut on super teams. After that, sooner after that, too, because his teammates for the AU included Kendrick Perkins from Beaumont, LeBron from Ohio, Leon Poe from California. So he had Baltimore and had players in the whole country all on one team, and that team did not win the tournament. Yeah, sure did. So uh, it was just it was a sight to behold, and for weeks <laughs> I saw something that day, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm so his knowledge of the game at that point. Sophomore going into his junior year, and this was the other thing. Didn't find out he was playing football until he gets hurt, breaks his wrist. Yeah, all stay tight in. Remind me of Kenny Thomas. He was that played in New Mexico. The real deal. And folks, when that's when people started asking, well, he's still picking up a lot of weight. I said, football player. So what do you mean? I said, football player first. People didn't know. Because I'll stay tight in. State Ohio. That's why Ohio State had that inside track. That was going to happen. Man, could you have seen him just one year on a college level being allowed to, to grow and adapt? His rise to starter would have been so quick in the NBA. It would have been unreal. Let me top my horn. Top your horn. That's how you going to say it. Top, top to whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> uh, your horn, kid. HoustonRealmRview.com. Commentary. April 2002. Title. Just the Junior is a write-up of seeing LeBron James play in this AU tournament that Wildcat and I are talking about. Go to HoustonBroadview.com, look for the search, type in LeBron James, and you will see this article, and you will hit it say, darn good write-up. When I did it, wrote about it, 11 years ago, I had people give me props for this write-up. So, because I, I, truly, we got that done. Truly. We got that done. It was a, it was a joy uh, to see him play, to enjoy see all these coaches. I, Wildcat was not the only person I told about seeing LeBron. I had other coaching friends say, is he here? Did you see him? <laughs> yes. It was, it was a great thing. Y'all brought about a lot of memories right there. But uh, we wrap it up real quickly. You say basketball. No, no, okay. You say basketball talked about, announced uh, the U under 19 women's team that will be competing uh, in a few weeks, I believe. I'm going to make sure I get this right. Where are they going to be competing? And uh, let me see here. But there are three young ladies from the state of Texas that are going to be competing 
for the under on the under 19 team and we're trying it all in like, probably like wondering Katie why, why we care about this well clearly me too if uh, you listen to any podcast you know the, the Wildcat and myself cover all kinds of levels of basketball boys and girls men and women when it's about eight time it's about eight time and uh, one of the young ladies is from Fairland High School Manville, Texas Brianna Turner six foot three they're going to be playing in Lithuania in July. But one of the young ladies, Brianna Turner from Manville High School, the two other young ladies from Texas are Mariah Jefferson, who's at Connecticut, will be a sophomore in the fall on the championship UConn Huskies, who will probably go undefeated this fall. And we'll see them in Nashville raise up Dino Oriema's ninth championship. Surprising. Summit. Power on in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right. Wouldn't that be something? UConn Nation will be in full effect, media wise and fandom will be there to, to watch Gino and the host of the title number nine. But the rest of the team, uh, Alexis Jones is also, also from Texas. She plays at Duke. She'll be a sophomore for the Blue Devils. The rest of the team is uh, Candace A.G. Penn State. She's six foot six. She will be a sophomore. Nia Coffey, high school player, 6'1", from Minnesota, going to Northwestern. Tennessee, Lashara Graves, 6'2". Are you noticing a pattern here, sir? Oh, yeah. Gabby Green, high school, 6'1". The little people. Lenae Harper, 5'7", from Kentucky. From Whitney Young, high school. High school of uh, Rice's own DeFron Smart, I believe, sir. Mariah Jefferson. And she played where now? She played where? Kentucky. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that, uh, you know what that tells me? Everybody at the Charter School is just short. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody that's good at Charter School yeah. is short. Uh, which, which, which is strange. But it, and they're all guards, yeah? Athletic guards. Kelsey Plum, 5'9", La Jolla, Country Day, in California, going to Washington. Surprise, while she go there. Brown Stewart, soon to be the best player in women's college basketball, 6'4", Connecticut. Morgan Tuck, teammate, 6'2", Connecticut. Brown Turner, 6'3", Melville, who has not yet signed announced her college choice, despite the fact that her mom played at U of H, she ain't going to U of H. And then lastly, six foot four, Asia Wilson, uh, South Carolina. There's always a late push. All high school. There's always a late push. Head coach Katie Meyer in Miami, assisted by Nikki Caldwell and Kelly Graves at Gonzaga. Kelly Coach Graves, great program at Gonzaga, Coach Caldwell. Didn't manage to gut it out with seven eight players get a team to, to the NCAA tournament. For one, at one point this season, I didn't think they were going to get to the tournament. I, I, I thought they were going to make the tournament. They were a team in the first two rounds. I didn't think they were going to get there, but she turned. She found a way. They found a way to get to the tournament and won a couple games, which really surprised me. But uh, kudos to them. We tied it all in. Wrap it up. ESPNW has a, has an article about a six foot nine, fifteen year old young lady who's at Southwoods High School and she's still growing. Her name is Nancy Mulkey and she has skills, Wildcat. That's what the coach said. The Longhorns have already seen her play for practice. Baylor is looking to see her, has seen her play. But apparently UT has made has has made it, but has has had a broader look, according to the article. 
Yes, more so than, than Bailey. It's almost like Bailey is in catch-up mode, which is a surprise. But uh, six foot nine, growing since you close to six foot ten now. Okay, has a, has a quite a few six footers in, in her family. Oh, I think her mom is six seven, her aunt six seven, her brother seven feet. <laughs> it's unreal. Um, I will that article because you can check it out go to the go to uh, you know ESPNW as well like just go to T-H-E-H-R review but look for her because clearly um, she should have a bright future she continues to progress she uh, continues to love basketball no pressure or anything like that just have fun enjoy yourself enjoy being a kid if she continues to play well she uh, we'll see her in a Final Four in the future, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, no doubt about that. One more time, Wildcat. How can folks find you? Where can they find you, sir? Twitter. Blogger. YouTube. A-K-S-V-V-C-S-R. And once again, this is KG. Um, my Twitter is T-H-E-H-R Review. Houston Round Ball is the YouTube channel where the podcasts are available on iTunes. Website is HoustonRoundBallReview.com. Wildcat is picking the Spurs in six. I'm picking the Grizzlies in six. Wildcat's picking the Heat in seven. I'm picking the Heat in six. NBA talk. We'll see what the Rockets do once free agency starts. Oh, one last thing. The NBA lottery is on Tuesday, May 21st. Good. In the week draft of non-impact players. Non-superstars. Non-franchise players. Let's say that. That was some workouts uh, here locally uh, on last week. Uh, There's supposed to be some more this week. week, uh, Weakness of this draft is unbelievable because... I only found out about the workouts after the fact. Somebody just mentioned it in conversation in past, which tells me this is not a good year. I may be, I may be wrong. No, you're not wrong. It's not a draft. It's not a, a draft that everybody's talking about because a lot of guys that are working out this season, this season, uh, toward the draft will be a lot of, it, it, or I'll take it back, not will be, but is a lot of international players are guys with experience from overseas. This will be a draft of depth. Get yeah. guys to add to your rotation. I want to make some quick notes here. Uh, long shot won the uh, previous on yesterday. Won't be a triple uh, triple crown one of this season. Oxbow won by one of the, uh, one of the three, uh, three fourth minutes over R. Stopping from getting the uh, uh, from stopping from getting a chance to get a triple crown winner, and it's going to be another season in waiting. Fifty year olds, Gary Stevens. Grandfather on the uh, women's softball, Oklahoma won their region, and they are now in the super region, waiting for the winner of the Texas A&M region, and they were playing Baylor today. Uh, still had got the score from uh, uh, from the Arizona region or the Kentucky region, and on baseball. Uh, just the rankings, and everybody's trying to finish out, trying to get, get the uh, score and all from uh, from the swag, you know, baseball. Swag being the swag. I don't say trying to get a score from the swag. Really, <laughs> trying to get a score and waiting is not slow of Wi-Fi at this point. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because previews in the yeah, final against Texas State. Yeah. yeah. 
That's the reason I thought I'd be able to get there. I had to contact young McGinty and find out what's going on. He had to text me back either. He must be busy. Uh, 5-1, Jackson State, bottom of the sixth. No, well, depending on how many pitches have been used so far, the game will probably finish as, as such. And it's like that's their biggest look down for is um, <coughs> pitching. You can put runs up, but pitching is lacking overall as from top to bottom. I want to wrap it up with this. The NCAA Women's Basketball Committee uh, suggested, recommended the implementation of the 10-second backcourt rule, which you and I and numerous coaches that have been and fans have been demanding for years. It takes me. And it's finally, and that still has to pass by Coach Agoda on this, everything like that. It still has to pass. But all signs point to that happening. We'll finally get to see players have to cross half court within 10 seconds to start offense, initiate offense. We don't have, we'll stop have, having to look at the ball hanging in the backcourt. For 20 seconds or 25 seconds, however long the clock runs, and folks stand there and watch at the end of a game, and nobody puts pressure on the ball, and they just sit there and just watch. Yes. And I could just choke somebody at that point. Literally. And so with that finally being recommended, Look for that to be a, a benefit to the game. It will probably result in more turnovers because there are still a lot of teams who do not who do not have enough good ball handlers. But to them, I say improve your skills. I have comments. Oh, no question. Improve your skills. Make the game better for everybody. Fans, players, everyone involved. I have comments from a few local area coaches. A coach not a fan of Houston Baptist. Coach Todd Buchanan, Bue Rates, Coach Toyo Wilson from Prairie View, Coach Gary Blair from AM, Coach Greg Williams from Rice, Cynthia Cooper Dyke from now Southern Cal. Each of them gave me comments. Uh, I think put it together in a blog post that you can check out. Excuse me, sir. And uh, I have one question. Did you notice the school missing, sir? Did, did you notice the school that was missing from there, from the Houston area? We've got a local school that had give you an answer, yes, sir. Uh, Coach Janetta Hayes Perry, the newly named I, I didn't want him to just throw her out there and head coach at Texas Southern University. I love Jay, known her for a long time. Oh, you know who we didn't miss? That's one of another that's four year school? St. Thomas University. Well that, that's well, your baby wick. Well, 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 yes. And he may post his time with this. That, that's true, and that's your area, but that is all part of what the JD and the Because the rules encompass across the board as far as the 10 second situation. So that, that is, that's, that's a good point. You are correct. Huh. But go to uh, HoustonRoundBarview.com, check out my blog, and read some of the comments. Everybody's in favor of the uh, rule. And we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Tell your friends about the podcast. And in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.